It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm James Rapine, and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. It's a Wednesday, a lot to get to. I'll talk with John Ross on today's podcast. You'll also hear Marvin Lewis's press conference on today's show. As always, you can subscribe on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcast, including LockedOnBengals.com, where every single day of training camp, I put up updates, recap videos, highlights from practice, and so much more. If you haven't checked it out yet, Go there now, LockedOnBengals.com. There's plenty of uh, looks at, at different wide receivers from Auden Tate to John Ross to Josh Malone. Plenty there uh, for you to take a look at. Uh, there's a, a video of John Ross going up against William Jackson III, which is certainly something that I thought was interesting. So check it out uh, all in one spot, LockedOnBengals.com. And real quick, before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to thank you guys because we had a really good month of July, over 50,000 of you. Uh, tuned into the Locked on Bengals podcast, and it's a, a daily podcast. And I, look, I get it. July, there there wasn't a lot to talk about, and there's not until camp starts. And I'm just I'm thankful, I'm grateful that uh, we've built up a very loyal uh, listener base here with the Locked on Bengals podcast. And if you know someone who's a Bengals fan, this is the spot to be, especially right now with training camp, with the preseason. I'll be down here every single week at Paul Brown Stadium during the season, giving you exclusive interviews, one-on-ones with the players, coaches, and more. So you can subscribe, like I said, on all different types of platforms, and uh, feel free to spread the word amongst your uh, fellow Bengals fans. As for the Bengals, well, they have practiced today. It's about one-third here um, in Cincinnati, and they resume their training camp practice today after an off day yesterday. Practice starts at 3 o'clock. I will be on the scene with uh, highlights and more. And one thing I think is really interesting about this team and and something that hasn't been the case in recent years, it was supposed to be the case last year, but it it just wasn't due to injuries and, and things like that, the wide receiver group. This wide receiver group is insane. I mean, you're talking about a team, excuse me, a a team that's going to have to move on from some good players. And I remember having that conversation from 2011 to 2015, maybe not necessarily with the wide receiver group, but just in general, like, man, this team, they're not, there's not enough space for this guy. He's going to have to go somewhere else and play. And I think that's the key sign of looking at this. And I I don't want to say it's been a rebuild for the Bengals, but it's been a retooling this off season. Uh, the defensive line's another spot where you, you look at what they have, and I could see a good player not making the team or a couple good players just not being up to snuff. Why? 
Well, they got a bunch of guys from a rookie like Sam Hubbard to a second-year player who we expect to blossom like Carl Lawson. And that, to me, is a sign of a team that is continuing and growing and ready to impress and surprise some people. I was reading the sporting news, and we've talked about this plenty on the podcast. There's a lot, and, and I mean a lot, of national media that's down on the Bengals right now. That's just the reality of it. That's how they look at it. And I think part of it, and we've talked about this as well, it's just Marvin and Andy. They don't notice Cordy Glenn or Billy Price or any of really the the moves that here locally we've covered here on the podcast and, and the local fans or diehard fans have paid attention to. I think this team has certainly improved from a year ago. And yet the sporting news, I was reading this, picked the Bengals to finish last in the AFC North. Picked them to win four games. And I was trying to think of a scenario where that would happen. Because I know I went back and forth, and and I'm clearly buying in a a bit more now that I've seen some practices uh, to this team than I did before. But the reality is is I never expected a four-win team. Like, the path to four wins would be losing your quarterback, dealing with so many injuries that it's just too hard to fathom. There's no way in hell this team, which is better than 2016, easily on paper better than the 2016 team, is a four-win team. And last season, this this team's much better than last season's team talent-wise. In fact, today on, on my show, my, my daily show with Mo Egger on ESPN 1530, noon to one weekdays, we got we kind of got into it. Because there was a, uh, a game we were playing. We were playing buy, sell, hold. What team is better talent-wise? Or is this 2018 team as good talent-wise as the 2015 team? Talent-wise. Does it mean they're going to be as good? Does it mean they're going to go 12-4? and four? It doesn't mean anything like that. And I was thinking at some spots, yeah. Wide receivers, I think they have more talent now than that. That doesn't mean they're better. More talent. It doesn't mean they're proven, but more talent. The offensive line, I think they have a better center than they did in 2015. Uh, as good or, or close to as good of a left tackle, uh, as good of a left guard. Now, the right tackle spot, obviously, Andre Smith, that was his last really good year in the NFL. So that's not going to happen. It probably won't get that out of Jake Fisher or Cedric Abwehi or whoever starts at the right tackle spot. But the running backs are better. The, the defensive line, to me, is better. So there are spots, this 2018 team, I think, is at least as talented, if not more talented. Now, the backup quarterback spot, not as proven, I don't think as talented as A.J. McCarron. That's just the reality of it. What does it mean? Hopefully nothing, because if Andy Dalton plays every game this year and he's healthy, then it won't matter. Um, but, but I think that this is the first time that the questions are, I've kind of gone out the window. Like the Tyler Eifert thing, that's a big question, right? Whether or not he's going to be productive. But even if he's not, we know Tyler Croft can fill in okay. You know? So to me, this team is in as good of a spot right now to make a run, to make a playoff push, to be good as it's been since 2015. And maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe I'm being a homer. Maybe I'm sipping the Kool-Aid. Maybe I'm buying into some practices where they're not going up against anyone else. And I shouldn't be. But I am. And from William ja- there was no William Jackson on the 2015 team. Say what you want about how good of a season Adam Jones had. He is not William. So I don't know, man. I look at this and I, I just I feel better and better about my pre-training camp prediction. 
that this team would go nine and seven. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. You'll hear a clip of Marvin Lewis coming up uh, in just a, a few minutes on the podcast. And, and I don't want to play you the whole press conference. You'll get most of it though today, and uh, it's only about eight minutes long. It's nothing too crazy, but uh, and we usually don't do that on the podcast during the season. But I figured it's good to hear from the coach. It's good to hear from him, get his perspective. He did have a few interesting things to say, including what he said about the wide receiver group. So we'll get to that in a second. We'll also get to my interview with John Ross coming up in just a, a bit here. But uh, I have to tell you about something. Nordic Track is, look, it, it's the place to go if you're looking for in-home gym equipment, whether it's treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, strength training, anything like that. The thing I hate the most, and I don't have to worry about it right now, but the moment it gets cold out, the moment I have to scrape off my car, which for some glorious reason I don't keep my car in the garage, which maybe I should start doing, uh, I have a little one-car garage, and it's just usually stuffed with stuff, which I'm sure you guys can relate to. Anyways, uh, I hate going to the gym. I hate waking up early. I hate having to, to warm up the car. I hate having, having to go through that whole process in the winter, and you don't have to do it with Nordic Track. You can do it all from your house, from your basement, from your garage if that's where you want. Nordic Track has the best equipment and a series of training equipment that'll give you amazing workouts and you can enjoy high energy streamed workouts any time of the day. That's what I think is cool. You can stream it without stepping out the door and there's studios, exotic destinations you can work out in. You can run through the streets of Paris. You can do some cross training on the shores of Thailand. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your finish goals. And there's a special offer for Locked On Bengals listeners. You get $75 off your first Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Visit N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash locked on and use offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Let's get to it here. This is the first time I've talked with him since OTAs. We've certainly covered him a lot on this podcast. We've talked about him a lot with Joe Goodberry and other guests. John Ross, if you're familiar with this podcast, you know how I feel about him, what he can bring to the offense. I caught up with him earlier today in the Bengals locker room. John, last time we talked was OTAs. How was the rest of your offseason? How are you feeling right now? Oh, we're good. Uh, I think the offseason was real, real good for me. I got some real good work in uh, with my speed trainer, with TJ. Um, you know, my speed trainer, Gary, just emphasized a lot of lower body. Um, I think we increased on lower body, you know, uh, 
strengthening and stuff like that. So, you know, right now I feel real good. Not really having any problems with my lower body, uh, upper body, not at all. Just, you know, mild soreness, but, you know, it's going to come with the game. So I feel real good right now. I think it's really apparent to the untrained eye, the trained eye, anyone, that you're more comfortable out there than you were last season. Is that health? Is that a mixture of things? What What is it? I will say it's a mixture of things, uh, health, and just getting my mind right. Uh, you know, after working with TJ, and, um, probably the most confident person I've ever I've, I've ever met in my life. Uh, excuse me. And, and not to give him all the credit, because I know he, he wouldn't even, you know, he wouldn't take all of it. Um, but, you know, just, you know, him explaining, you know, what it means to be confident and why I should be confident, you know, just helping me in that aspect. Like, I think that, you know, I carried a lot of weight, and it's, it's starting to show, like, even, you know, the, the receivers, the DBs are telling me, like, keep doing you. Like, Vontez has been telling me every day, like, bro, you're looking more and more confident. Continue to, continue to grow because you're looking good. So, In the locker room with John Ross, obviously you worked with T.J. Hushmanzada, and that's well documented uh, this offseason. I know you know Deshaun Jackson as well. Did you reach out to him at all? Have you talked with him during the offseason? I'm always with Deshaun. When Deshaun comes home, we're always together. Uh, we didn't really work. You know, we, we talk a lot. We didn't really get to work. We work with the same speed trainer. It's a funny thing. But we go different times just because, you know, different schedules. Uh, so, um, but, you know, Deshaun's always in my ear saying what I what I should be doing, what he thinks I should be doing, uh, you know, just basically asking how I feel. So also got Deshaun in my corner too, which is, which is not bad at all, which is actually a great thing for me. A lot of people obviously focused on you, uh, but I, I look at your draft class, uh, and obviously he tweaked his hamstring, but Josh Malone to me has been impressive. Joe Mixon cut a little bit, a bit of weight as well. What differences have you noticed in those two guys? Uh, Josh also looks more confident, um, especially what, like, and Josh is my roommate, so we talk about it all the time. I think the fact that, you know, we know we're going to get, know what to expect, um, you know, being in, in the system now and going through OTAs and understanding the playbook more, I, I, I think it, I think you could tell, you know, why, why his game is elevated. And I think Joe was just as good as he is last, was last year. And I, I think he's, I think he's just getting better. Um, and I think that had everything to do with experience and time. And now he's been in the system. He knows what he's going to get. And now his, you know, his, his game is just, I've never seen, i am honestly never seen a running back like Joe before. So, um, I've always thought he was, you know, just as advertised as everyone said he is, and even better. So, you know, for him, nothing surprises me to, anymore, you know, what he, what he does the things he does. Uh, so, you know, it's good to see him uh, even better than he actually was last year. So. Does it feel like this offense has the potential to take drastic steps forwards from where it was a year ago? Yeah, definitely. I feel like the weapons we have, everyone's stepping up. Um, I just don't I, I don't see us being limited to anything. I think we have in every position we can do something um, very special. Uh, I think we got the guys in the slot who run amazing routes, create amazing separation, and Tyler and, and Joe and Alex. Um, uh, those guys are doing a great job. AJ, uh, everyone knows. <laughs> I have to say anything the best about, for last time. <laughs> right, I don't have anything to say about AJ because everyone knows. Uh, just it's you, you're gonna have to you're gonna struggle with him. And as far as me, Josh, uh, Joe, and, and everybody else, and Tate stepping up, I think I, I think we got a lot of weapons, and, and our, our quarterbacks are doing a great job. Our offensive line is doing a great job so far. So, you know, I think the future's bright.
talking with John Ross in the Bengals locker room. You go up against uh, William Jackson, you, you and AJ, and, and the rest of the receivers do. What have you seen from him? Because he kind of came on last year, and, and so far during camp he looks pretty much as advertised. Right. I think, I, I think he's also figured it out. I think he knows something. <laughs> That's what uh, some of our guys on offense are saying. Yeah, we'll know something. And, uh, you know, he's very comfortable in his position. Um, very talented, and you know, I just, I just think he, he also, you know, figured it out, and I think it's starting to show. And all his talents, is, all his talents are starting to really show how well he can recover, how well he can, you know, cover in general. And I, I think it's, I think he's going, you know, he's in for another big year also. John, I appreciate the time. Good luck with the rest of the camp. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's John Ross. He's, uh, he's certainly going to be a big part of what the Bengals do if he could stay healthy. And I know that is the disclaimer. I was going to catch up with uh, Josh Malone today, by the way, but he got out of there, didn't want to talk to the media. He was dealing with uh, a hamstring issue the other day. We'll see if he's out there for practice today. A reminder, training camp recaps, one spot, LockedOnBengals.com. I told you guys we would cover it wall-to-wall, Bengals training camp, the news you need, videos, highlights, and try to. Uh, the goal is to try to make you feel like you're there and not missing anything, even if uh, you can't make it down to practice. And if you do... Feel free to say hi. I've had multiple Locked on Bengals listeners come say hi, um, and I appreciate that. That's awesome. And, and don't be don't be shy or, or afraid to do that because I love it. I love saying hi to you guys and, and, and seeing different listeners and, and, and Bengals fans that have probably been uh, cheering for the team as long as I have. So that's really cool to see. Uh, speaking of cool to see, um, it was cool to see, the, and it's been cool to see, this wide receiver group kind of battle it out from Auden Tate who's been very impressive honestly I'll tell you right now Auden Tate's going to have a big preseason and this team's going to have a a decision to make because he's not fast but he's big and there's no preseason corner that's going to be able to keep up with him so Jeff Driscoll and Matt Barkley the two guys they'll throw it up to him he'll bring down a touchdown in the red zone he'll have uh, a couple downfield plays that'll make you go hmm and this club is going to have a tough decision on its hands. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the seventh-round pick from Florida State. Marvin Lewis talked about that today. He talked about the development of this team, where they're at, and more. This is about eight minutes long. It's Marvin Lewis's press conference earlier today at Paul Brown Stadium. Go ahead and get started. Uh, I've uh, been uh, excited about uh, our, our start to training camp. It's been a uh, uh, productive, uh, whatever, six days I guess we had approximately um, but I think uh, you know we've had good work I think we've got a lot of uh, uh, people that are uh, kind of working themselves uh, into getting ready to play for the season uh, some of the question marks we have about people I think those are getting answered and uh, that's what's exciting I think our new guys even though we've had them since April uh, but to see them out there you know with uh, in football gear and playing real, you know, close to real football is really good. Talking about Cordy Glenn, uh, Preston Brown, etc. Our two guys, our young guys from a year ago who uh, didn't get to play, uh, have come back and done well. And I think, uh, you know, Joe Mixon in his second year, I've been excited about him uh, and, and what he's doing. So uh, I think all and and all, it's been a good start, a productive start, and uh, uh, we've got to keep on working as we as we move towards September. As a competition level, Ben, is what you hope along the offensive line as you try to sort out who's who and, and, and where? 
Well, I think the fact that uh, they're trying, they're learning, uh, you know, somewhat a uh, uh, new techniques, things like that as they're going, I, I think it's part of it right now. And I think, yeah, the opportunity to for them uh, a week from now, almost or eight days from now, to go out there and and uh, and and each show where they are, show their progress and and their where they are in the, in the competition. How soon do you have to have that have that set to get get ready for the season? And, you know, at what point would you like to be settled there? Those two we'll settle it when we settle it. been blessed, huh? <laughs> That's been good. <laughs> but, uh, would you say your expectations for Billy are maybe different than some of the recent, more recent guys? Just yeah, there's, that yeah, I agree. I think there's no question that our expectations for Billy uh, come in a different fashion. And, uh, you know, so, I, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, I don't know when the, the last person uh, that, you know, basically we had created a space for, like in this case. So, um, but, uh, you know, I do think that uh, the guys that are competing around Billy and with Billy, even at the center position, you know, whether it be TJ or uh, Trey Hopkins, et cetera, um, you know, those, the, you know, the opportunity is still going to be there, and, and Billy's got to earn the, earn the job and earn the right. We're giving him first crack at it. And does it also make a difference just because Russ Bodine was so durable? Does that kind of... Well, that's been part of it. There's no question about it. You know, Russell played, you know, uh, basically four years and started every football game uh, from the time he was a rookie. And uh, so, uh, you know, I guess that may be the last time. He wasn't a first-round draft pick, but but he came into a slot that we kind of slated him for. Billy has had some pickups with snaps. Is that to be expected for a young guy? I think just the, the adjustment that he's making to, you know, having not had the, you know, a thousand or whatever, you know, so many snaps this spring already uh, that we had in May and June, uh, he's not had those, you know, the opportunity to do that. So he missed probably half of those uh, with not being able to participate against the defense. So, uh, you know, he had all the things when there wasn't a defense across from him. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, some of it's not Billy, so <laughs> that's all. There's a sense among a lot of the offensive guys that they were able to start on day one fairly quickly, like they felt, and then Billy even said, so he was impressed with a recall coming off the break. Um, obviously, there's there's very little time for that to work. Have you at least through this first week? Have you liked either how good it's looked at the top, or whatever whatever you judge for six days that. Does that match up with how they feel about it, at least? Well, I think we did. We, we uh, I thought we did start at a great tempo, and uh, and I think uh, probably on uh, the the one thing that on on Monday, you know, I had to get back after him as far as just our our dispatch and getting from place to place, you know, that thing, and that's in fact the entire team. But I think, uh, but I think both groups, uh, the understanding and and the expectations of how to go about it, I think we're good and. And, and basically for the, the insertion and how we, we went about it, you know, because when you come back to training camp, because somewhat of it's as a review, uh, you kind of insert at a greater pace. We, we spend more time, you know. Uh, you know, now we're spending, you know, basically three and a half hours a day in meetings. 
and so there's a lot more time uh, spent you know maybe actually probably four and a half but anyway as far as the insertion of football the review of football between the video etc we've got more time than what we're you know able to do during the offseason programs some of the guys have talked about coach Austin focusing on turnovers on defense how do you work on something like that and create more turnovers in training camp room practice well that's not revolutionary we work on turnovers all the time and uh uh, you know, I, I think it's taking advantage of them. I think a great tackling team generally creates more turnovers, and I think that's that's one of the things. I think a team that plays ahead creates more turnovers. Um, you know, that way, uh, getting around the quarterback and stripping the football—that's the one area that we have probably emphasized more than what's been emphasized prior to. Uh, if you're going to have good rushers and so forth, they've got they have to take advantage, and when they get around the quarterback. Uh, you know, go at the ball. Now that we can't practice that, so that has to become second nature once we get to playing football against opponents. With new systems on both sides of the ball, do you have any interest or desire to be more involved in play calling or decision making than you would have in previous years? Well, I, you know, I'm involved. I don't need to be more involved. I've been involved throughout. With the Tyler Ivor going back to practice the other day. Is it important for him to play in the preseason, or with a guy with his history? Is it, is it all risk no reward? To have him well, I think it's important. We're trying. We're we're getting Tyler back into playing football, um, and I think that that part, as far as playing in the preseason, uh, you'll have your pens and pen pencils ready to go. I'm not going to miss that opportunity to see you all standing there watching. How good was it to see him make some plays and score in the red zone the other day? It's good to see him out there and, and uh, dressed like everybody else. <laughs> Have you liked um, the receiver competition? You mentioned it after, I think, the second day. But, I mean, from the guys who you know to even your seventh-round pick this year, it seems like there is a lot of competition and playmaking. How have you seen those young guys, kind of either the, the new picks or John Ross, for instance, pushing your vets or, you know, Josh or Cody developing out of the Well, I, I think, you know, this is the thing I, I say from, uh, you know, the young guys, you know, starting with, and, and A.J. was once a young guy, so he's been through this. And, uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, I think Tyler Boyd in his second season uh, – you know the things that he accomplished his first season, and and then coming into his second, and having somewhat the ups and downs, overcoming the injury, and coming back, and so forth. So I think if I'm a young player, I'm a Cody Core, as well as him who was in the same class, basically Josh Malone and John from last year. They were able to observe that, and I think I think the whole group able to come back with with Alex, et cetera, as you mentioned, uh, Tate. Uh, you know, so these guys uh, having the opportunity to. Uh, literally come in and compete uh, for an opportunity to play. And, uh, you know, they all feel like I can be the number one receiver on an NFL team, and that's a good thing. Um, so, you know, we're, we're blessed with that. Uh, we have to keep going. It's making sure we get uh, the details of our work as well. It's all about the details. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. That was Marvin Lewis. The, the most interesting thing, I think, Marvin said there was about the young wide receivers or, or the wide receivers pushing themselves and uh, the fact that there's multiple that think they should be number one wideouts on an NFL team or that they can be number one wideouts on an NFL team. I think that's the mindset to have. Uh, 
I think Auden Tate, the day he was drafted, I'll say this about him, he tweeted out that teams were going to regret it. And he showed, man, I mean, he's going up against a $50 million corner and going up and catching the ball over him in Drake Kirkpatrick. That's why I'm so certain he's going to have success in the preseason because he's going to get in in the second and third quarter, fourth quarter, and be playing against guys that are going to be working alongside me on the podcast next week. They're going to be working at a supermarket, and that's just the reality of it. And Auden Tate is too good for that. He's going to make a team. I don't know if it'll be this team. He should make a team. With the way he showed so far, I would be shocked if he's not on a a 53-man NFL roster this season, regardless of how fast he is or isn't. It doesn't matter. He goes up and he gets the ball and he's made plays and he's been consistent throughout camp. It'll be interesting to see if that continues during the preseason. By the way, I need to catch up with Auden Tate. There's a lot of Auden Tate talk. A lot of Auden Tate talk. But I've been trying to sprinkle it through. Still haven't talked to all the wide receivers yet. Talked with Erickson. uh, Talked with John Ross today. We'll get more of them throughout camp. Just trying to spread it out a bit, cover all the bases. Need to start getting to some of the rookies, too. I'll work on that, especially before next week's preseason opener. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. We'll be back at it tomorrow. A quick reminder, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and every single podcast posted on LockedOnBengals.com. A complete recap of today's practice, videos, and so much more at LockedOnBengals.com this evening. Until then, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.